everyone. Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dori DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life. And I'm excited to be bringing today's guest in because I think what she is doing is really brilliant. Alicia Wallace is the COO and co-founder of All Across Africa, the largest artisan employer in Africa. Her company's consumer brand name, Causey, features a range of sustainable, chic home decor items, all made from natural African fibers and organic dyes by rural artisans in Rwanda, Ghana, Uganda, and Tanzania, Throughout the process, the artists improve their economic situation and gain the dignity and sense of accomplishment that comes with it, a life-changing impact for thousands of families across Africa. I really just think this is brilliant. The art and the things that they are creating are marvelous. So with all that being said, Alicia, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thank you so much, Dory. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here, and I want you to take us on your journey that led you to create All Across Africa and Kazi. Awesome. Yes, Kazi, K-A-Z-I is the brand name. Kazi means employment in Swahili, Um, and so I'm happy to take you on that journey. I'd love to bring you along with me and, and tell you. You know, originally, I thought I was going to climb the corporate ladder. I studied economics in university, the first college educated in my family, and thought that I would do something along the lines of finance. But it was, you know, my first job out of college where I'm working at a law firm, and I'm building a bucket list with all the places that I want to see and all the things that I want to give back and accomplish in my life and the legacy that I want to live And one of those bucket list items happened to be go to Africa. As big as the continent is, all 56 countries, I just felt like I needed to go to at least one of them at one point in my life. And it was also right alongside going to Antarctica. Um, But I got invited to a trip to Sierra Leone with doctors and nurses, and I found myself in a rural village in Sierra Leone as a volunteer. And my job was checking in patients to this clinic. And it was there that I witnessed you know, such painful, like, um, experiences where children were coming with burns on their arms. They had fallen in the fire the week before, and they were left untreated for lack of, you know, financial ability and accessibility to healthcare. I mean, basic things that you and I can access when we need it, and we completely take for granted, weren't even possible for mothers there to care for their children. I came back with such a heavy burden in my heart, like, so devastated and broken that like somebody can't take care of their own kids with their basic needs, no matter how hard they would want to, or even try that it did, the possibility didn't exist. Um, that I was like, forget that corporate career, forget most of that bucket list. Like I'm doing something about it now. 
And I think the biggest transformation for me in doing something about it now was that it wasn't a Band-Aid solution, like a temporary spring break trip. I wanted to see something change their lives day in and day out. I wanted them to be a part of those decisions versus saying they need this, or we heard them say this one time and we're going to show up and do it. And to be honest, Dory, I didn't know what that looked like at the time, but I knew that I was like on fire to find that path and I was going to go out and explore it. And I started interviewing organizations and meeting people along the way. And I met my current business partner who is running a nonprofit in Rwanda. We quarreled a little bit on how we actually saw development changing the world. You know, he had some big ideas, I had some big ideas, but in the end, I could tell that we both really cared about people and we really cared about doing the right thing. And while we didn't have all the answers, we were willing to admit where we were wrong and we were willing to have the right conversations to get to that point. And so that's really how All Across Africa was born was, you know, these two different people having different experiences in Africa, but coming together and saying, how do we create lasting impact for men and women day in and day out? Is that what you are hoping to accomplish with this? Yes, exactly. So it was really the first lens was alleviating poverty in Africa, um, as big as that, you know, mission sounds. Um, and the first lens in which we thought that we were accomplishing that was education. So I really felt like educating the next generation was going to, you know, alleviate poverty, create um, jobs and different opportunities for them. And Greg, my business partner, really felt like education was a piece of it, but what they were first missing was income and jobs. Um, and he had that experience by supporting kids that were going to school. It was a school sponsorship. And the parents were coming to school and telling him, hey, thanks for sending our kids to school. However, um, it's not that we didn't know that we needed to get our kids in school or that we didn't want them to have an education why they weren't here. Um, it, it was because we don't have food on the table because we don't have a safe place to sleep. We need them out farming. We need them gathering food. So it was very clear when we think about kind of the hierarchy of needs that their most basic needs weren't being met yet. They couldn't think far enough out into the future of, that education mattered because survival today was the most important thing. And so they told us at that time, what well, we really want are jobs. And that's when Greg set out to explore chicken and egg farms and pineapple plantations but what we found were local jobs that were created in the village weren't returning a high enough wage. And so that's where he stumbled on these beautiful baskets, this traditional craft that they were making, local fibers that were grown in their village. And Greg started bringing them home in a suitcase. And when he saw people's response to these products, touching it, feeling it, feeling the fibers and seeing the quality, he knew right then that that's how he was going to create jobs. It might have taken me a little bit while to like grab onto the whole basket idea. I think as a young college grad coming out and saying, I'm going to go and do a basket business, you know, I'm thinking, oh, that's something like that I'm going to collect in my older age, right? But what I really had to learn was by going out into the rural areas myself, seeing what women were making, like that I had to stop calling it a basket. These were works of art, like exquisite works of art. Of course, they were woven, but I mean, these pieces are just incredible. And so to get to see both the work of art and the transformation that was happening with income, these women are doing so much more than just sending their kids to school. And the pride, the dignity that comes from it, the way that they held their heads high, you know, after a month of income, they're like, I'm capable, I'm empowered, I can take care of my own family. Um, that, that transformation for me 
I was sold. This was it. This was going to be exactly what I wanted to invest every ounce of my energy in for the rest of my life. What a marvelous accomplishment. Share with us some of the artists that you employ. Oh my goodness. So right now we employ 6,338 men and women, mostly women. I think we're somewhere around 97% women. Um, So there are so many names, of course, but I think some of the most transformational relationships that I had, one of them specifically is a woman named Seraphine. And I remember in the early days of growing this business, you know, 10 years ago, um, showing up into a rural area and saying, okay, I've got this market. Our very first customer was Costco. I think you might be familiar with that name. And that was obviously a big customer to first land. And so I'm, I'm working to build this business and I need more artisans and we're growing quickly. And so I show up at this business development center and I ask for, do they have any business women who know the craft of weaving? And they introduced me to Seraphine and she walks into this meeting holding her head high. She is proud. She is there to have a business meeting with an American woman. This is a very big deal. Her skin is like porcelain and her smile just lights up her entire face. And she starts telling me about her group and how she manages her finances and how she manages her materials. And clearly I can see that she is very capable. She is very smart, and but has lacked the opportunity, has not had a consistent market The market that she has had has not paid her a fair wage. And so the business that she's been in has been very challenging for her. She had seven, she has still today, but seven children at that time, you know, 10 years ago, they were very small. Um, Now her firstborn is in college, um, actually studying to become a doctor. Um, But she lived in a two bedroom, you know, mud. um, It wasn't a hut, but like a mud dirt house um, at the time. And by working with her over the last 10 years, she was able to, you know, prove to the bank that she had consistent income, get a bank loan. I was in her house about three years ago before COVID hit in 2019 was the last time I visited her home personally. She has a five bedroom home with concrete floors and lights, you know, electricity in her home, five cows in the backyard and a handsome husband who is so proud of her um, for all that she's accomplished and gives her the credit for everything that they've done in the family. It, It was just this beautiful testament to somebody who was capable and willing and just needed that opportunity, right? Just that, that luck and that hard work matching together and that door opening, um, for her to transform what it looks like for her family. And her, her daughter is now studying in Belgium. She was able to support her daughter through uh, school and she earned a scholarship for university and is studying to become a doctor. And Seraphine is so extremely proud of her. So it's, yeah, I mean, that's just one of, you can imagine many stories of different women that I've experienced and come in contact with. Isn't that just an amazing feeling. It's funny. Somebody put up a post today about what your favorite movie is. Mine is It's a Wonderful Life because you never know how you can touch somebody else's life and the difference and the ripple effect of how touching that person's life. Look at what is happening. Yep. You know, her daughter's now in school to become a doctor. Imagine all the people she's going to wind up helping and how all of that just carries on. It must be amazing for you to know that you have a hand in this. Yeah, it is. And and I think that it's less about me. I mean, there's definitely a good part of feeling great about it, but I I like I'm just so in awe of 
of them truly and honestly like she she now has transformed her entire community you know she uses her household as a gift when i showed up to her house she had eight weavers you know in her living room that she was teaching and these were young women who didn't have a skill who didn't have another job and she takes under her wing and trains and says i'm going to impact this next generation i'm going to help them along too so while i'm so proud of her for impacting her family like she's brave she's strong she's capable she's showing up every day and and i i get to be proud of my work in doing this but like the the challenges that they've had to overcome and what they've had to do to get to where they are from genocide to famine to you know lack of market access like the the tenacity the character like i think that is the amazing part really i mean i i show up and i work really hard but i am just so incredibly like impressed by them every single day so that's that's what motivates me is to see them thrive and succeed and um, continue to impact more and more in their communities so with over 6000 artisans what countries i mean i mentioned a few but what countries are they in yeah, so we first started in Rwanda, and that was our very first country of operation. Um, we're still in Rwanda. That's one of our, our largest countries of operation. We're in the western region, mostly, out, a couple hours outside of the city center. Uh, we're also in Uganda, which is north of Rwanda, also based in East Africa. We call it the heart of East Africa. Um, and uh, we just moved into Tanzania, a neighbor of Uganda. So we're working with some artisans there, as well as... Um, raw material sourcing. So as we grow, it's really important that we know where the materials are coming from and how they're grown and that we're a part of planting and harvesting those materials as well. Um, and then we're also in Ghana, which is in West Africa. Um, so it really, you know, earns us that name of all across Africa, where we're not just solely focused on one region, but uh, West Africa, specifically in a region called Bolgatenga, which is about 12 hours north of the capital city um, on the border of Guinea. And it's notable because um, it is a dry, desolate place six months of the year, and then monsoon rain the other six, of, six months of the year, which is very different than Rwanda, which you wouldn't imagine is 6,000 feet elevation, 70 degrees year round, pretty moderate, pretty temperate. So while we might all kind of have this picture of Africa in our head as one big continent, each of these countries and landscapes that we work in are very different from the people to the challenges to the geography um, and even the climate. How do you, how do you and, and your organization, how does it manage, again, over 6,000 artisans? So great question. Well, one is we have really fantastic leaders. Um, every country that we work in, we have local leadership that um, is in charge of the country. So in Rwanda, we have Rwandans, a man named Modest, who's been with us for, I think he's coming on his 11th year anniversary here in June, um, working with Greg and myself. Um, so really long, repu reputable you know, relationships. Um, so the country leadership is phenomenal, but we also have a scalable production method. So we work with the women like Seraphine, who is either a natural leader or even in Seraphine's case, already a distinguished leader, um, but we help organize them into co-ops that have a defined president, vice president, secretary, and treasurer. So it's a specific type of kind of association or organization that gets registered with the government 
we pay taxes on the products that we purchase from them. So these jobs are recognized by, you know, as a formal job and contributing to the betterment of their society as well, which we find very important. Um, and, and these co-ops are teaching leadership all along the way. So Seraphine is going to be responsible for 50 other members in her group. And my team, my staff will go out and visit Seraphine and her group to make sure that fair wages are paid all the way down to the member, that they're trained, that they know what products to make, that they understand where the company's going, um, all of those types of things. We're still very much involved, but on a day-to-day, Seraphine is running her own business. And she, we give her the tools, financial management training, leadership training, co-op um, management and support, where she's able to take not only this to manage a, a book of business with us, but now Seraphine has income and savings and investment where she's opening up a storefront in her local town. She's buying a car because there's not transportation in her local village. So now she has cash and sees a need and knows how to manage a business and takes out a loan. Um, and so what we see across the leadership is not just impacting their, their co-op and the women in it, but they're providing needs and services to their community that didn't exist because now they have the business know-how and the financial means to be creating additional businesses. Wow. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. Please think about what Alicia is talking about because this is amazing. And we'll be back in just a moment here on Word of Mom Radio. The makers of Sesame Street bring you their newest spinoff, Mecha Builders, starring Elmo, Cookie Monster, and Abby Cadabby. Join these old friends on new adventures as superheroes in training. There is no problem too big or too small for the mecha builders to solve. Don't miss this new show weekdays at 8 a.m. on Cartoonito, now streaming on HBO Max. And we're back on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Alicia Wallace, the co-founder of All Across Africa. This is so remarkable what you are doing. So what kind of materials are they using to create these products? So we are using local renewable materials that are found in their communities. That was something really important for us to distinguish early on. We tested all different types of things like recycled paper bead jewelry and leather and different products, metal. And what we learned is the largest impact that we were going to create is if we know where the materials are sourced, how they impact the local community, and that it can be made in the home. And so we're working with raffia, sisal, banana fibers, papyrus, lots of amazing organic materials that are grown in Africa and that are sustainable. They're fast growing, they're renewable, we know how to plant them, and we do. Um, And that's something that's become really important to us. What does it mean to have a nest seal? Oh, Dory, that's a great question. Nest is a really important piece of our business that ensures that fair wages are paid to all of our artisans. So it's that kind of when we think about a fair trade label, it's even more rigorous than a standard fair trade label. It's really assuring that fair trade is happening, but in a, you know, audited setting. So a quick example of that is an auditor shows up every year um, to our countries and asks for every record of every transaction that's happened, every piece of product, and traces it back to the actual artisan and the wages that are paid and the record books all along the way to ensure that fair wages have actually, you know, touched that person's hands and that that product is being purchased fairly. It's also ensuring that children aren't in the workforce, 
that the renewable fibers are genuinely renewable when we make that statement, that that can be something that's validated right down to like, you know, artists and businesses um, are out there to do good in the world, but sometimes there are secondary effects of what we do, like the dye and how that's being disposed of. And so we have safe, safe water treatments and we're thinking about truly every single touch point of our business and how it's affecting somebody. And if it's not positively impacting somebody or it could have harm, then we're creating that plan for how can that actually change and on what timeline and when, when can we make that um, a, a benefit for, for people in the world. Where do the designs for your products come from? There's a little bit of a mix between what's happening traditionally with craft and the inspiration that's already happening through, you know, traditional artisan and African crafts to what's also happening in the global marketplace, what you and I would see, you know, as um, product that we would want in our homes. So we're forecasting and trending what's happening here in the U.S. Um, and bringing those kind of traditional African alongside like traditional American or even European um, designs and colors and marrying those two together. We call it thoughtfully designed um, where we're, you know, keeping the integrity of the product and at the same time really working to increase the amount of jobs, fair paying jobs we create. That's our mission, right? So if we're going to increase jobs, then it must be something that you and I want. We want to gift to our friends. We want, like charity is great, but I want you to want this product. I want you to give it to somebody and them to say, this is amazing. And then you to tell them the story and them to go, that's even more amazing, right? But the product itself needs to stand out. And so that's been a really key piece. Do you have some favorite items right now? Oh my gosh, I have so many favorite items. I'm actually looking over at this beautiful wall um, that is so bright, vibrant and bright colored. It's called our Blissful Brights Wall Statement Collection. Um, it's made by both our Rwandan and Ugandan artisans. I think there's maybe 12 different colors in this from like a, um, a soft terracotta orange to like a bright orangina, some pops of red. But really the feeling that it evokes for me is going on a trip to Costa Rica. There is this jungle vibe and this colorful, vibrant feeling that I miss by not being able to travel right now, right? With COVID, we've been home for so long. So being able to decorate my walls with this gives me this like feeling of escape. I've gone somewhere. Destination Serotonia, as we call it. That's so cool. So where can people find Kazi products? You can find Kazi products on kazigoods.com, K-A-Z-I goods.com, as well as Target, Amazon, and uh, Ralph Lauren. There are so many different retailers right now that partner with us, World Market, et cetera. You'll find different custom products across many retailers. How has this impacted your family life, Alicia? That's a great question, Dory. You know, I set out in this business as a single woman, you know, back in my early 20s. And I actually um, am a foster mother of two children now um, that are based in Uganda right now because I have not been able to formally adopt them and bring them here based on Uganda laws and different things that have changed over the years. But I am just so grateful that they're off the street and they're safe in my care. They were in a very unsafe and unfortunate situation. Um, and 
So I have two boys, Patrick and John, um, that I never imagined being a part of my family life, but they very much are a part of my daily and family life. And three years ago, I had my own firstborn, uh, Eli, 2019. I thought I would you know, have, have my child and then return to work very quickly, you know, and, and travel in East Africa. And we all know what happened one year after he was born was March of 2020. So that was his first birthday. Um, and, and there wasn't a whole lot of travel going on as we all remember. Um, my second born Eden joined us in July of 2020. And so now I have two toddlers running around the house. Well, one's kind of a preschooler now at three. Um, but this is, this is something that's just part of our life. Like, I can't wait to take them um, here to Uganda in the next few months and for us to get to, you know, see the other part of our family and be united. Every single day I get to tell them about the work that's meaningful as I leave the house and get them, you know, to understand why it's important to give back. How awesome. I, you're going to have to come back and tell us when they finally get to meet their other brothers. Yeah, really will. So as yeah. we're wrapping up, Alicia, what do you want to leave our audience with? And how can they reach out to you? Yeah, so as you're thinking about, you know, ways to decorate your house or gift give, as you're thinking about, you know, any of those touch points with other people, think of Causey. It's a great gift. It's a way to make an impact. It is beautiful product. I guarantee when you get it in your hands, you'll be saying, wow, this was made by hand by an artisan, promise you. And that promise, if it is not said, I will happily refund you, but it is the most incredible works of art um, I feel like ever imagined. So please check out CauseyGoods.com, share it with your friends and think of us for gifting or decorating opportunities. We are going to have all of Alicia's links up on wordofmomradio.com and on our blog talk radio page. I'm going to get her to send us some more photos so we can create a great slideshow and you can just see all different kinds of beautiful artwork that these artisans are creating because it's always remarkable to me what people are able to create by hand. It really truly is. And I'm so pleased to have had the opportunity to share you here, Alicia, because I really do think the work that you are doing, what a global impact it has. You know, again, we don't realize the way we can touch people's lives and the ripple effect that it has. Thousands, more than 6,000 artisans whose lives are changing because you're doing things on an ethical basis. That fair wage really matters. It really, truly does. So kudos to you and your partner. And I, I really look forward, again, to sharing you again as things continue to evolve. Come back and update us with what is going on, please. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Dory. It's been my absolute pleasure and honor. And for all of you tuning in, thanks so much for being with us. We are going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is strong. She is true. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. She is sure.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 